Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Repelling Conquistadors. Instead, it's supported by the generous donations of our listeners on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. And thanks. Thinking Sideways. I don't understand. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I am Devin, joined as usual by... Joe. And Steve. <laughs> I tricked you guys both. Yeah, you did. Just made weird eyes at both of you. And it's <laughs> October, so we're still in our Thinking Sideways Most Wanted. And this week we had a tie. You may or may not notice that that it's Tuesday today. Yeah. <laughs> not a normal week. And actually, usually on Tuesdays when we release episodes, they're what we call shorts. They're usually about a half hour long. I have no idea how long this episode is going to be. Probably longer than a normal short. But there will be another one, which will also be shorter than a longer episode. Shorter than a longer episode? Shorter than a normal well, episode? Shorter than a normal episode um, that'll come out this Thursday as Later well. on the week, yeah. Uh, I'm sure many of you are waiting with bated breath, but we had a tie this week, so. Yeah. A tie, tie for, this, for the second most requested? The first runner-up. Runners-up. Ah, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> You're the first runners-up. Yeah. All right, Miss America. Okay. Let's so this, do this week... Thing. Uh, one of the two stories we're going to talk about, but tonight we're going to talk about the smiley face murderers or the alleged smiley face murderers or the smiley face killer theory. Okay. Any other names? No. Okay. 
Mm-mm. So in 2008, two retired New York police detectives went public with a theory that they'd been developing um, for years. A really. decade, basically. Almost a decade, yeah. Basically, this theory was that since 1997, 45 young white athletic men from areas ranging as far from New York to Minnesota had died from drowning. And according to Frank Gannon and Anthony Duarte, they're two retired New York detectives that I referenced earlier, uh, these men had all actually been murdered by a mass serial killer dubbed the Smiley Face Murderer or the Smiley Face Killer due to the fact that smiley faces had been painted near where the bodies had allegedly entered the water. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. I'm going to try real hard to keep <laughs> allegedly and apparently <laughs> and reportedly out of this episode. I'm going to try not to let my bias seep in too hard and just uh, tell the story. This is why you're doing this one not me. It is. So, but I apologize in advance if that seeps in a little bit. Okay. Hmm. Here's the facts as presented by the detectives to support their theory. Almost all of the victims were white college-aged males who were described as athletic, very good-looking, and academically successful. So me, okay. Yeah, obviously. Um, And actually, this caused them to theorize that the murderer was, in fact, uh, jealous of them. So he would have been ugly, ostracized, and dumb. So not (laughs) me. Yeah. So the opposite of you. Wait. The victims were all seen at local parties or bars getting drunk prior. So me at college. Making them susceptible victims. Mm. Almost all of the victims were found in freezing winter months in northern states. And no longer me. Mm -hmm. And at least a dozen of the 45 murders, meaning about 20%. I was going to say, wait a minute, what's the math on that? About 20% of the cases, um, a painted smiley face was found quote-unquote, near the place that the detectives estimated the young men had entered the water. Mm-hmm. And near is never specified. Nobody ever says yeah, five within feet, a, a this m- amount of radius. Mm-hmm. It's all just like near. And they, how, did they, how did they tie the other 80% of the cases into the smiley um, face the, Because they fit the description of the typical victim, as in they were white college-age males Described as athletic, good-looking, and ap- academically successful, and they drowned. And they after were drunk, drunk at a bar. Yeah. yeah. Or a party. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. Um, there's an article, actually, I found, which I think we're going to put on the website, in the, um, actually, by the Homicide Research Center, called, quote, Drowning the Smiley Face Murder Theory. <laughs> <laughs> so violent. It was great, yeah. And I'm just going to quote from it, of their described M.O., from what they could tell from what the detectives were saying. Quote, central to the claim of serial homicide offending is the alleged linkage of victims by the discovery of painted graffiti proximal to the location of the victim. As many as 22 smiley faces have been identified by investigators, as well as an occasional discovery of the word sinisiwa. That's how uh, I say that. Sinisiwa. Investigators interpret graffiti as taunting of the police. The theory of these deaths includes offenders drugging the victims with GHB or a similar drug, abducting the victim, driving the victim around for hours in a van or truck, torturing them, and then slipping the body into the water. Detectives allege that the motive for the dumping of the remains into the water is to wash away evidence. In the Jenkins case, a correctional inmate is said to have confessed guilt of the killing to a cellmate, A general assertion has been made that all of the identified victims are male, and finally, that people don't fall into the water by accident. 
Of course not. No, no, <clears throat> never happens to fishermen. Mm. Yeah. Oh, also, I'll just mention quickly before we get too far into this that um, some of these victims died on the same nights in totally different states, like thousands some of, the of 45 miles. Five different yeah. victims. Yeah. Oh. Um, like 45 or sorry of the 45 victims, thousands of miles apart, which led the detectives to believe that maybe instead of being one serial killer, it was like a gang of serial killers. So it was a network network. that all went out on the same night. Mm -hmm. Your mission tonight, should you choose to accept it? A group of guys who, you know, were, had decided they, this was the kind of endeavor they were going to undertake and the opportunity struck for, you know, both of them on the same night. So mm. not that it was like planned that it would be like tonight twenty of you are going to go out. It was a couple of them. Okay, because so. the way I under the way I read interpreted that was that they were an organized group that all, that tried to do it on at the same time. I got to be honest with you, the sense that I got about when describing this group was like some dudes on 4chan. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, you What's know, the... it was that it was just a anonymous group. But uh, or whatever. But uh, how many is so? No more than two people were killed on the same night. Then, not as far as I could tell. And no. granted, the the number of actual victims ranges quite drastically, depending on what source you cite. So I'm... it's hard to decide who falls into this category and who doesn't. I was going to ask you about that because when I was doing the research, I found a lot of sites that there were things where it would purport that this, if you link to this site, it's got a list of the victims and it's got it all mapped up Mm -mm. and nine and a half out of 10 times that site didn't exist anymore. Yeah. And so there was, there was no list of all these victims Mm -mm. that were always referenced and the list of the victim is from, but you could never actually find the list. So yeah, that was my, big struggle with this story is running into just dead ends yeah yeah and so, we'll talk a little bit about that okay later did you get a copy of these guys books so they probably have a list in I, there you know i didn't because the <laughs> cheapest one i could find was like 30 bucks oh, are you kidding that. me no everywhere i saw it was like 130 bucks oh. and if you wanted you know um, some places will let you uh e-rent books or mm-hmm. e-checkout books for mm-hmm. a fee mm-hmm. the Cheapest I ever saw it available to rent was sixty bucks. Oh, 60 I saw it bucks? to rent for like thirty, but like, uh, yeah, not no, what? no. It was so like, uh, why so expensive? Because nobody's buying it. So they only <laughs> don't know. Like, they only printed like five copies. <laughs> Try to recoup yeah. their costs. I don't know. So of these forty-five victims or suspected vic- victims, only two of them have officially been ruled murders or even suspicious deaths. The rest of them officially are uh, accidental drownings. So we'll talk about these two murders in a little detail. Oh, two specific ones? These two specific ones that people generally agree are at least suspicious. One of them, nobody disagrees, was a murder. Another one of them... Well, let's talk about that first one. Okay, let's do that. We don't know if it was a murder or not. It's a boy by the name... Boy, a young man by the name of Patrick McNeil... He, as far as any, as far as I can tell, and as as far as the internet lore goes, was the kind of spearhead case. Gannon, one of the kind of the biggest proponent detective of this theory, of this this serial killer theory, he w- he worked on this case as a not as a police what? officer. Yeah. Yes. So it was when he was still serving. Yeah, and it kind of stuck with duty. him. Got it. Okay. All right. So Patrick McNeil. After a night of bar hopping with friends, a, quote, 
incredibly drunk, unquote, Patrick told his friends that he was tired and he had an early class, so he was going to take the subway back to campus. He was a student at uh, Fordham University. Which is in New York. In New York, yeah. New York um, City, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his female friends said that she was also ready to go, but as I can attest as a lady, had to go to the bathroom first. Of course. It's hard when you're drunk. It's, you, you know, you break the seal, you're done. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. You, you guys have been drinking with me. I'm yeah. always in the yeah. peeing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she went to the bathroom and, you know, she said, wait here. I'm going to go to the bathroom. She went to the bathroom. She came back. He was gone. Typical um, drunk behavior. Yeah. And it was February 16th of 1997 as we said, in New York City. Ten days later, more than 600 people showed up to volunteer to help look for him because, you know, he had been reported missing by this point. Police had searched hospitals, soup kitchens, and even um, Rikers Island jail for him by this point. You know, kind of all of the things that you would do. And more than 10,000 flyers had been hung uh, all around New York City and all the way up to Yonkers. Uh, And then it wasn't until April 7th that his body was finally found, floating... 12 miles downriver from where he'd last been seen. I use the term just 12 miles. Most of the internet says a startling 12 miles. But after like a a couple months, it doesn't seem like that far to me. The medical examiner said that he had a, quote, moderate amount of alcohol in his bloodstream. In fact, actually, the exact quote was uh, more than a little and less than a lot of alcohol in his bloodstream. Um, and at, during that time, uh, the New York medical examiners don't release exact blood alcohol numbers. I'm, I'm going to use that next time it's I good. get asked how much I've had drink. Mm-hmm. Well, officer, yeah. more than a <laughs> as a me- to quote more a medical a examiner, <laughs> but less than a lot, less than a lot. You know, the cop pulls me over and he asks me that I just go a lot. <laughs> So much. Why? <laughs> You're a little jealous, huh? You can't get drunk <laughs> on the job. <laughs> Sorry to take us off on that tangent. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Patrick had, according to the original report, had no broken bones, no head trauma, and no physical injuries. His cause of death, death was left undetermined, though uh, they specified accidental undetermined. He was in good shape, apparently not as drunk as people had indicated. According to the medical examiner. According to the medical examiner, he had... uh, So nobody knows how he wound up in the river. And according to the original report, he had been in the water since he was disappeared. So it wasn't a later body dump. So it wasn't like a month later somebody pitched him into the river or something crazy like that. According to the original report. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will continue to specify. According to the original report. Okay. Because I actually did find the original New York Times article online. And read it, and this is all consistent with the original reporting. It's repeated over and over again throughout a lot of the literature you read okay. about this. And I, I'm presuming that his trip to the subway station didn't pat, take him over any bodies of water, like the, the river? No. Seems unlikely, though. No. You know. As a note, the owner of the last bar that he was in, that he left drunk, paid um, $8,500 in fines for serving what we in the industry called a visibly intoxicated person uh, under allegations that Patrick had actually fallen down in the bathroom he was so drunk and continued to get served. Wow. 
It's hard, but it's hard to know. Uh, he so he was tw- he was twenty actually when he disappeared. He was actually a, a week away from his twenty first birthday, and so it's hard to know at that age. You kind of presume he was an athlete. He'd probably been drinking a lot for you know since he was a kid, since he was sixteen. He could probably handle his liquor, but it's also possible that that's not the case. It's possible that he hadn't ever really been drinking, and you know when you first start drinking you don't have to have that high of a blood alcohol content for it to like affect you because you don't know what's you're not prepared. Well, and, and you've got to, I don't know if you two remember this, but I remember this vividly is that as a suddenly able to go to the bar kind of guy, you drink when you can't go to the bar. And so you have drinks and you, you don't have a whole bunch in rapid succession. There's Mm -hmm. something about when you're first in the bar, mm-hmm. shots, 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 let's have shots. And so uh-huh. you down, yeah. you know, a bunch of booze mm-hmm. really fast mm-hmm. and it'll knock you on, on your seat mm-hmm. in no time flat. Yeah, or you're drinking things that are have hidden the alcohol, you know, or uh, you, there are a lot of different ways that a uh, lower blood alcohol content can actually make you act and feel drunker than your blood alcohol content. Yeah, it totally yeah. depends on what he was drinking. Absolutely, and, and, and how the fast, and yeah. but, you know, uh, if, he how, did, if he was tired or like what, you know. And he did drown though, right? Since he fell in the bathroom, I wonder if he, you know, the girl goes off to go to the bathroom. He decides, what the hell? I should go to the bathroom too for a climb on the subway. And he he passes out and winds up with his head in the toilet, and he drowns. And then the bartender finds him there. Well, it was undetermined. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So it does actually. I'm actually joking, but. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I know, but that is that is a good point to reiterate that the medical examiner couldn't determine that he drowned, just that he was dead. He had water in his lungs, but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't provable that that's what killed him. Yes. All right. That all out of the way. Gannon. I guess was a police officer. I couldn't ever quite get a handle on if he was just like a beat cop or if he was an investigator. I got the impression the he was a detective at the time. Yeah, that was the impression I had too, but it was earlier in his career. He's not a particularly old guy. He's still around now. Not that 97 was that long ago, but that was almost 20 years ago in case anybody needs to feel really old. Mm-hmm. I think he was a cop for like 15 or 20 years, something like that. Yeah, no, no. I mean, so he... W- it was earlier in his career, mm-hmm. certainly. Okay. He wrote a report about this case, trying to get it reclassified as a homicide. And I've read the report. I think we'll probably link that one to That'll be one of the links that we put up for this, because it's actually good to read his report. Apparently, the investigators on the case, and because it was an unresolved case, this, this kind of makes sense. They didn't release the full autopsy package, which means, you know, all of the the reports and all the pictures and all that stuff until 2009 for the public and 2008 to the family. And it was about a month after the package was released that Gannon put forth this, this theory of the serial killer. Okay. So here's some additional stuff that Gannon says that he discovered about this case. Apparently based on the water currents of the East river, when Patrick was found, his body shouldn't have been where it was found. The allegation is that he would have had to have been abducted and dropped into the river at that point in order for him to have ended up there at all. Uh-huh. I will note the East River, for those of you that do not know, is was and still is an active shipping lane. So there's lots of big ships that go back and forth. I understand the theory of currents, but I also feel like that stuff gets disrupted sometimes by giant ships coming in and out. Yep. Oh, yeah. Question I mean, mark? It, uh, the currents... 
The current does go downstream. I don't know. Yeah. A witness apparently reported seeing a car following Patrick that night. I. That's literally the only information they they were able to give, like a partial hmm. plate number that never went anywhere. Hmm. I don't put a lot of stock into that. No. Uh, Patrick was found in just his jeans, underwear, and socks. This caused the investigators to state that it's hard to believe that he would have stripped the rest of his clothing off and jumped into the river because Patrick had last been seen wearing a like a plaid button-up shirt, jeans, and some brown boots. I never saw mention of a jacket, despite the fact that it was like 30 February? degrees in February, oh. 30 degrees Fahrenheit. The thing about, the thing about it is, is what really makes me wonder is... Um, if he had his socks on, but he took his boots off, and he and he did intend to go swimming, mm-hmm. uh, unlikely, but right, right, right. So if he took his boots off, why didn't he take his socks off too? Yeah, that seems that's, silly. That's kind of hinky. I agree. I agree. And you know, as I said, there's there's certainly some weird stuff about this case. Yeah, I... I'm not gonna refute that. There are some things that will we so we're going through this, and we can go back and kind of you know pick it apart. But there is some weird stuff about it, but there's also a lot of stuff that just seems like you're grasping at straws. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Uh, the blood alcohol level, the actual number um, in Patrick's system was actually eventually released um, to be 0.16, which is twice the legal limit in America. And we do know that bodies do produce alcohol as they decompose. So apparently the investigators were able to figure out based on the time that he was dead and blah, 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 that... His, yeah. his yeah. blood alcohol level was likely more like 0.12, which it would have been six drinks over the course of an hour. Um, six drinks in an hour? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty dry. I mean, to be fair, like 0.08 feels pretty tipsy. Oh, yeah. Twice that feels pretty drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm an experienced drinker. Yeah, me so, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, we need for, to talk about that, yeah, by the way. For a 21-year-old, it's, I, I don't know. The, uh, the the other part of this is Patrick. He was he had been an athlete in in high school. He was six feet tall and one hundred and ninety five pounds. So the investigators say that he couldn't possibly have been acting as drunk as he was reported, unless there was something else in play, like a drug of some sort. Patrick was also found on his back, which in drowning cases is incredibly rare, particularly for someone of his physique. If you have um, a bunch of fat on your front. You a lot know, of belly fat. Yeah, or... a lot of, you know, fat has a tendency to float. Yeah. So that'll flip you over if you're, like, really overweight or obese or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but he was obviously not. So apparently that's a big thing. Um, additionally, the way that the blood settled in his body, the lividity, apparently indicated that he had died on his front and been on his front for the first at least eight hours. It takes eight hours. It's my understanding. It takes eight hours for lividity to sit in, set in. But once it's set in, it's done. Pretty much, the blood has settled. Blood pooling. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, Quite you can late. tell. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, he. The allegation is that he would have had to have died and been on his front for the, at face least the down. first face, face down. down at on, least the first on land. Well, face down. Period. Face down in water. It doesn't or say land. on water. It doesn't or matter land. where. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where. Yeah, um, but I mean, if 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 he had just rolled over in the water so that he was face up after he drowned and everything that's mm-hmm. you know that doesn't that's you know he would have to have been for somebody to have to somebody to place him in there face up in the water 
then they would have had to have him face down somewhere. You're not going to throw your body in the water, leave it there for eight hours, and then go back in your boat and turn it over. No, no. no, and, no, and, no. Then, and that's what Devin's getting at is that he, he drowned face down. Yeah. Well, if, the, if, or he, he, he was face down and then at some point was what flipped I'm, over. All I'm saying is that he, he died face down and was face down for the first eight hours. That Whether was. it was in water or on land remains to be determined, especially since, you know, we can just go into this right now. Since it is an active shipping lane, it doesn't seem crazy out of the realm of possibilities to me that in the like four months that he was in the river, two, two whatever, the two months he was in the river, that, that he, rolled around. he could have gotten flipped over somehow. You know, uh-huh. that, oh, yeah. that's reasonable to me. Yeah. Whether or not, you know, land, sea, I don't. Yeah. But yeah. The, the fact of the matter is, is that it does seem that he died on his front. The autopsy also apparently stated that there were ligature marks around his neck, which would indicate that he had been um, strangled, strangled yeah. with something. There... <clears throat> you, you don't know how to approach this part, do you? Uh, there were fly eggs in his pubic hair, which suggested that he would have had to have been allowed to decompose on land in an area that was warmer than approximately uh, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Why does that have to be land? I mean, it could be somewhere warmer, but still in the water, potentially, couldn't it? Flies don't. They're like horse flies. They don't lay eggs in the water. So his pelvis would have had to have been above water for them to have. And that's really... It's unlikely. Super unlikely. Yeah, super unlikely. Can I... I don't actually think that's super unlikely. I also think that explains why he doesn't have boots. If he washes up on shore for a while under a dock or something and some homeless dude finds him, it's like, hey, free pair of boots. Nice shirt. I'll take that. And he's mm-hmm. sitting there for a while. That would explain, A, why those things were gone. Mm-hmm. And B, why he had flies on him. Because docks, you know, I mean, the docks aren't okay, just against the seawall. That's true. There is, you know, the land does slope down underneath them. So that's, that's why That's why I was I, I had to bring that up because it's mm-hmm. just doesn't mean a whole lot to me that's fair yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah there was some uh what they are calling severe blackening of patrick's head upper torso and lower waist area the medical examiner says that this is decomposition due to exposure gannon disagrees he thinks that it was actually burning that was sustained prior to patrick's death like somebody took a blowtorch to you burning or thrown into a barrel that was on fire burning. Can we wait okay. on that for a minute? That's fine. Okay, cool. Uh, they suggest that he was tied by his neck to a chair and then exposed to fire of some kind, causing his back to be largely protected from the burns because, you know, the middle of his back had no burns or anything like that. Okay. But if they tied if they tied into a chair, they would have tied his hands to the chair at least too, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. And then one of our favorite terms that we've talked about. Yeah. Ever. Devin's favorites. Favorite thing ever. Yeah. Apparently there was a really distinct lack of um, <clears throat> skin slippage. Slippage. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, that's gross. Um, but I agree that that does kind of present a problem for the argument that he was in the water for more than, say, like 24 hours, because skin starts to slip off your body when it's been in the water for sustained periods of time, particularly two months. I just wonder about the temperature, the effects of the mm-hmm. temperatures on that. That's if fair. it's February when he goes in, mm-hmm. it's frozen. Mm-hmm. He was yes. an ice cube. Yes. They also maintained that the decomposition on his body was not uh, consistent. Rather, that the top of him was, like, really decomposed 
while the bottom of him was almost not decomposed at all. Could that been could that have been because he was wearing his jeans? I don't know, or because the top of him was maybe more out of the water, mm-hmm. you know, that he was wearing he was his shoes. Washed and up they onto were a log sinking, or something. You know. Yeah. He was, um, yeah I don't he was know. washed up onto a, onto a sloping bank. Yeah. I don't know. They point out four distinct parts of, of like different stages of decomposition happening in his, on his body. But I also don't think that's an argument for him being held on land either mm-hmm. I, you know i just don't think if you're gonna argue well his body was in different states of decomposition well like how did that happen on land even then versus why is that a bigger problem than just saying well his feet were more submerged in colder water so they're better preserved than the top of him Could be. Oh. okay let's go back and address some of the stuff that we've just talked about because i okay. think we can talk about some of it as i said i don't have a problem with patrick's body maybe being rotated it was an act of shipping. As Steve suggested, it is, I guess it's possible that he, you know, kind of washed ashore at, for a certain amount of time. Or and washed up on or, something. Or whatever, yeah. The severe blackening, um, according to the medical examiner report, was actually um, like black spots, which I have the sense of being kind of more like cigarette burn type sizes, yeah. which the medical examiner says is like decomposition, which makes sense. So I, but not giant swaths no. of skin, Mm-mm. which is what I got the impression of right. when you read just Gannon's report. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're starting to get. It. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, and then the other thing is that there wasn't evidence of anything other than alcohol in his system, with the exception of there being really trace amounts of the GHB, which is a thing that naturally occurs in the body when we decompose. All right. So take that as you will. Okay, Gannon says that Patrick, his theory about what happened to Patrick is that Patrick was grabbed, he was stalked and kidnapped and held on land and tortured and then murdered and then dropped into the river like three days before they found his body. He was he was disappeared for uh, 50 days. His body was not recovered for 50 days. 50 days, days? okay. Yeah. That presents problems in and of itself for me. You know, they say, well, the skin slippage. Well, okay, sure, yeah, the skin slippage. That is a problem. I agree. The kind of damage you see to Patrick's body isn't super consistent with the kind of damage you would see from a body floating in the water for 50 days. But they also say that his blood alcohol level was the 0.12, but they say that he was held on land alive for like 47 days. They is Gannon. Gannon and his investigators. And then, you know, killed and then dropped him. The ri- so I don't, I don't know. They can't have it both ways. They can't say he was held on land, but his blood alcohol level was only this, but this. But he was killed just a couple days. You know, they they just can't have it both ways. Well, I, I think also keeping the guy on land and torturing him for 47 days, you'd have to have him tied up the entire time. Mm-hmm. There would be signs of that yeah. on his ankles and his wrists. Yeah. Or, or even if he was ligature. locked up somewhere, there would be, mm-hmm. you know, he, would, he wouldn't be eating properly. Mm-hmm. So, like, there would be physical signs right. of some kind of abuse. Right. And mm-hmm. even if he was only held for a couple days... Uh, and tortured before he was killed and then was killed, you know, like three days in and then held on land for that long, then his body would have been in much more, a much more advanced state of decomposition, one would think. Unless he was thrown in the freezer. 
Yeah, but there weren't signs. I mean, it didn't, there weren't signs of that. Anyway, it's, it's weird for sure. I don't want to keep talking about it too much. Cause yeah. we, I mean, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot issues. of weird stuff. Yeah. On both, on both sides, I think, you know, both on the medical examiner side and Gannon's side. Yeah. The, um, you know, I, I can see where it could be a, a killing. Maybe somebody he knew actually really had a passionate hatred of him and drugged his, but that, drugged that, his booze. that is completely counter to the theory. Yeah. Yeah. That's completely, if, if yeah. it's one person who hated him, mm-hmm. that's completely counter to this entire larger yeah. thing that oh, yeah. he is being shoehorned into. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? Let's take a step back now and say, regardless of whether or not Patrick McNeil was murdered, was it the work of a serial killer? Probably not. Yeah. Or just an, just an individual. Yeah. And so there's, he's one of two weird cases. Of the 45 cases. Oh, yeah, we're talking about something else. Right. We're not talking about all 45, are we? No. Oh, <laughs> okay. Thank Woo. God. No, no, no. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. We're going to no. be here for a while. We're just going to briefly touch on another guy. His okay. name is Chris Jenkins, and he was absolutely no questions asked murdered. Just there's no, I mean, he was. There's n- pretty much no one disputes right. that he Run was murdered. Run me this one, then. I, Initially, I... he was classified as a suicide. We could probably do an entire show on this guy. We might. Who knows? Uh, But on Halloween 2002, Chris was thrown out of a bar that he was in with his friends. Witnesses say that staff was instructed that he was not to be allowed back in, despite the fact that it was, I think it was like 20 degrees Fahrenheit outside. He was dressed in a cheap Indian costume because it was Halloween. It was like nylon, really, really thin. And his coat his cell phone, his money, everything were still inside with his friends who apparently were having such a good time. They didn't even realize their friend was gone. (laughs) Best Halloween ever. Um, Four months later, Chris's body was found. He was just reported missing and, you know, they did a search for him and nobody found anything. His body was found four months later, floating face up, arms crossed, frozen, pretty much solid in the Mississippi river. Hmm. It's possible that Chris was involved in a gang initiation beating, maybe thrown into the back of a van and tortured. It's not great. Um, whatever the outcome was for him, it was definitely unfortunate, but it was murder. Yeah, so he was beaten to death? No. <laughs> I don't... I. You know what? That's my question. You keep saying it was most definitely a murder, and I don't... I haven't read anything that shows me yeah. that it was a murder. Well, the way in which he was found, people don't like drown and then wash up with their arms crossed neatly across their chest and face up. There is that. I, I but that bodies, bodies get messed with by people after the fact. Sure. On a sadly pretty regular basis. People sure. find him and go, you know, uh, I haven't, you know, the guy who hasn't had his meds in two weeks and is wandering around and Puts him to rest by putting his arms over his chest and shoving him back out in the water, thinking that he's a Viking or something. You know, I mean, sure, these things happen. Yeah, no, he was he was murdered. It's it. The police are still looking into why. So there's obviously since it's an open case, okay, a lot of details, but 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 he's also been he's, lumped in to it's yeah. the smiley face guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. But he did drown, right? 
Again, you don't know? I don't. Like I said. <sighs> that actually be a good way to kill somebody. <laughs> it's just really making If it's like winter, you know, and then it's, it's winter and it's 20 degrees out and a bunch of you grab a guy and throw him off the bridge into the water. Well, Even he if the guy can swim, he, he's going to die of exposure. Well, 100% he was not thrown off the bridge. Oh, he wasn't? No. <laughs> because the only bridge he could have been thrown off of had a really high retaining wall and he would have had to have been lifted, I think it was like... A six foot tall. They did. They did a metric on this. A six foot tall man would have had to have lifted this guy all the way above his body, his body height, and then thrown him twelve feet to throw him like entirely clear, like mm-hmm. into the river to throw him entirely clear of all of the stuff that was below the river to have him not have the bones broken in his body that he didn't have broken in his body. Mm. So that seemed pretty unlikely. Also, there was surveillance cameras on the bridge, and that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. So, Okay, those are the two guys who were murdered. Of the 45 that were murdered. And even, those are the two most likely... The, the two most murdered of them. <laughs> two most murdered? Yeah. I like that. So let's talk about theories real quick. Woohoo! We're doing typical Devin style. It's Bullet real. Points. It's real or it's not real. Yeah. So let's start with it's real. Okay. I'll grant you that that is... It does seem like a lot of white college-aged athletic men falling into bodies of water. But I'll also grant you that, um, to borrow a phrase, the killer could have a different name, and that's alcoholism. <laughs> Alcohol and bad judgment. Yeah. Which kind of um, go together. Yeah. There's a, there's a blog that catalogs literally every single missing person that could possibly fit into this M.O., and it's pretty fascinating and has probably more than hundreds. To be honest, I didn't count of entries. But the official line, like I said, on the smiley face killer has claimed uh, 45 victims between 1997 and now, which actually uh, only so means... So 18 years? Yeah. 17, 18 years? Yeah. Which really only means that that's like two and a half drunk dudes falling into a body of water a year. Mm-hmm. More than two and yeah. a half drunk dudes fall into a body mm-hmm. of water every year yeah. and don't come back out. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, it's not real. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Wait, wait, that, that was, that was, that's it. <laughs> that's why it's real. That's why it's real. Okay. I'm so happy now. Yeah. It's, it's not. And I'll, t- I'll tell you lots of reasons why. Let's talk okay. about Let's all the reasons now. why. Uh, there's a, a real lack of, of, um, MO here. None of the smiley faces that were found close to the bodies, um, match. And in fact, the investigators admit that there's literally no commonality between any of them. There's no common stroke. There's no common style. There are different colors, different paints, different ages. Different type of paints, different ways of, you know, smiles. Some of them with the circle. Some of them are just the two lines and the the smile. Yeah. Yeah. Did did they ever, in these cases, did they ever actually go out and find any locals who actually hung out near the the drumming spots, like fishing or whatever, and just ask them how long the smiley face had been there? No. But that's the thing, that it's a supposed entry point. They don't know if that's where the body went in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also, I mean, more than that, like several, but not all of these cases have smiley faces attached to them. In fact, you will notice we just spent a half an hour talking about Patrick O'Neill. Guess what they didn't talk about at all with that case? No smiley face? No smiley face. Mm. Probably there was one because guess what? It's New York City. And I swear to you, we could walk three blocks from where we are right now and find at least five smiley faces graffitied on things. You could be in the middle of the Redwoods. I'm not lying. I was in the Redwoods recently. You walk to a, 
a, a tree and there's a smiley face carved, carved in the stump. You are never more than five miles away from a smiley face graffiti. Oh, yeah. So there's that. Yep. They're very popular. Yeah. Very happy, too. Yeah. Additionally, the two people that we just talked about, the outliers, they're just, they're just that. They're outliers. They're not the norm. The There's, two guys that we just talked about, they're the outliers in this case. And actually, one of them I'm not even convinced was actually murdered. Yeah. Well, and how are they the outliers? Well, all, all of the other 45 victims are typical drowning cases. They were all found face down in position. With so these are nothing. outliers because there's some other there's stuff. There's something suspicious going on. Okay. Literally every single other victim, as far as I can tell, just seems like it's a typical drowning. Okay. Okay. The other graffiti that was found, the Sinisawa. Sinisawa? Sinisawa. It was, this is graffiti that was found also kind of near some of the bodies they found. And this is the one they say is taunting the police? Um, they say both of them are taunting the police. Okay. Um, but this is, it's just graffiti. I mean, I lived in the Midwest. These, this graffiti was only found near the bodies in the Midwest. It's a pretty common term. There's lots of, you know, nun orders and grocery stores and all that stuff that bear the same name. I don't know what to say about that. It's just graffiti, you guys. Yeah, sounds fair to me. But also, as we talked about before, there's no correlation. It's never like, and five paces from the body, there was no. It's like within, I don't know, five, five ten yeah, mile radius. I, know, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I just, ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Keep going, Devin. So, as previously stated, uh, 96% of the victims showed no evidence of trauma or anything weird, any foul play questioned. Mm -hmm. And you know what's what's really more rare than um, drunk guys doing stupid things? Well, that's not rare at all. But Well, but do you uh, know what's more rare than that? It's homicidal drownings. As it turns out, they only account for two-tenths of one percent of all of the killings in the United States. That's because it's not that easy to do that. It's really yeah, hard. It's a lot easier to stab somebody or shoot them. Yeah. In fact, in a city in Wisconsin where, uh, you know, a fair amount of these, because it's cold and whatever, of these drownings, the supposed murders happen, in a period of four years, the police have stopped more than 50 young, drunk, athletic males from approaching the river there. Do you know why? Why? Do you know why the, the men are approaching the It seems the like river? it would be a fun place to pee. Exactly. Yeah. We're drunk, we have to pee, and as men, that means we have to pee on something. And it's fun to pee on the ice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Write or your name maybe... in the snow. Yeah. We all did it. As... Well, you didn't, but Joe and I did. I oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just was kind of illegible in your yeah, case. Yeah, it was just harder. Yeah. I was like, wait, was you got a she-wee or something? No, no. <laughs> we totally went off. Sorry. So. <laughs> Sorry. To add to this, Gannon, he was really, he was really obsessed with the Patrick McNeil case. And reports are actually he was, he was obsessed to kind of an unhealthy level. And he has been kind of the primary proponent of this theory. He's certainly gotten a lot of people on board. That's there. There's no question about that. But like we said before, there's not even a mention of a smiley face in conjunction with the McNeil case. And I don't want to slander Gannon because I do. I do believe that he's a really authentic, true investigator who just wants to get to the bottom of this this murder that's haunted him, or this case that's haunted him. I think he whether made it's promise. a murder or not. He made promises he, to people. He, he wants to hold them up. But I think it's more than that. I think he probably made a promise to himself that he would get to the bottom of it. And I, but I just it just seems like 
he's looking for something to make it all make sense and it's just not there yeah i think so it's uh sad but uh yeah and also you know of course you know he wants to make a, ma- a name for himself too there might be that some, well, some, some of that there but I, like i said i do think his intentions at the core are, are good i do think that he just wants to solve this case or these cases because he's actually investigating um the jenkins case as well so he has two unsolved deaths on his hands that he really wants to solve and and i can see the tendency to kind of want to sensationalize it and make it a big thing but i just i don't see it guys yeah me neither i know you guys all wanted to hear us talk about this I don't know what you were hoping for. You know us pretty well by now. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of people requested this one. Obviously, yeah, a yeah. lot of people. I gotta say boo to this one. This is this yeah. just seems like a desperate attempt mm-hmm. to to link things together. Yeah, I mean, even you know, I I think you guys probably looked at some of the Reddit threads that came up, and um, even in those, it's kind of this. I think it's a human nature to want to find some meaning in a death that was meaningful to you. You know, there are people on these Reddit threads who are saying, oh my God, this exactly mirrors what happened to my, you know, my cousin, uh, except that he didn't drown. He was just found dead because he hit his head in this construction site, but it wasn't accidental. There's no way it was accidental. And there was a smiley face that was graffitied, you know, and it's just, I understand that, you know, I do, I, at the core of me as a human who's sympathetic, I understand the want to say like, no, he couldn't have just been drunk and done something dumb. Hmm. He fits this, he fits this mold, but yeah, there you have it. So, so on that downer, (laughs) yeah. Do you guys have anything to add to this story? Uh, I just want to throw down the gauntlet to the smiley face killer and say, uh, just go pick some athletic young man here in town and kill him and leave a smiley face, but make it an upside down smile. Yeah, and add a TS. Have the eyes be a T and an S. There we go. Then we'll know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, we definitely that need will, that kind of exposure. Way to go, you two. Welcome. Yeah, we will definitely revisit this whole thing if that happens. Yeah. So uh, I did reference some links. If you're interested in this case, you, they're probably a pretty good start from the horse's mouths, if you will. Um, those will be posted on our website along with a link to download, a link to donate, a link um, to buy shirts or do whatever you want. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about swag in forever. No, we haven't. That website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. You can also hang out with us on social media. We've got a Facebook. It's a group and a page. We are also on Twitter. We're thinking sideways um, on Twitter. We're trying to tweet, 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 twitterize. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were going to say twit. I don't know what we're, we're trying to do something there. Yeah. Uh, We also have a subreddit. If you're a Reddit person, we're, you know, thinking sideways. I think it's thinking sideways pod or something like that. I don't even know how to get into that. I don't know. Just search thinking sideways. You'll find us somehow. Probably. If you're listening to us on iTunes, um, feel free to leave a comment and a rating. We like that. Um, if you have more substantial feedback, don't leave it as a comment. Leave it as an email so we can talk to you about it. That email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash thinkingsideways, if you want to support the show financially. No obligation, obviously. No, of course not. All of that having been said, uh, we'll talk to you guys in a couple days. And uh, have a good one. Yeah, see you really soon. Bye.